sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are doing Batman versus the Private Eye. Yeah, and you picked the Batman uh, seemingly at random. I don't know, maybe you had a reason for it. It was like from 73, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know the year. Uh, the reason I picked it is it's kind of it's the Joker's first appearance as the joke as the as revitalized Joker. Before that, for the 30 years before that, like he was a serial killer in the 30s, and then they kind of uh, whittled away at that and turned him into a merry prankster, and then. In the 50s and 60s, he was just kind of a, more of a joke character, and in the movie or the TV show, he was that Cesar Romero still had the mustache, you know, just not really a, a frightening character. And they, this is the first time they brought him back and turned him into an actual real killer. Yeah, well, he killed a lot of people in this in this uh, yeah. issue. Although, still, I think he came off a bit uh, as a little jokey. I th- yeah, I think that's a part of the character. I think the, uh, f- there's always going to be a little bit of a joke- jokiness to the, the Joker. Yeah, but so in this issue, I, it was just one issue, and uh, the Joker is released from prison, right? Or the yeah. insane asylum, I can't even remember. Um, yeah, wherever, he, and he, he goes back to Gotham to get revenge on his gang. It's yeah. called the Joker's, the, it's Batman 251, the Joker's five-way revenge. Is that the name of the issue? Right, so he just goes out and kills his old gang, uh, and they're pretty uh, matter-of-fact about all the killing, too. Like, it's not... <laughs> I don't know. That It's just like, oh, the Joker's killing people. <laughs> that man doesn't seem all that concerned about it. I mean, he wants to try to get him to safety, uh, the the Joker's old gang, but he's like, oh, right. sh- ah, shit, he killed another one. And it, it did have... Uh, a lot of the like modern day Batman stuff. Well, I think that it might even be like just a seventies thing, like with movies and stuff too, of that period um, where the city is just seen as a big cesspool and, you know? Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that's the, the guys are living in New York and that's pretty much the lowest New York ever guys. New York in the seventies. I don't, I don't think it, uh, it was ever lower before that. I don't think it'll ever be lower now. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I might be wrong. Maybe it will be, but it was pretty bad in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and th- and this Gotham is obviously a stand-in for New York City. Um, and also another thing that was always weird about DC with the they couldn't use real places or they didn't you know, use real places. Yeah, it's weird. The first couple issues of Batman, they it's called New York. I don't know why they decided to do that. Just because people would be confused. Did this really? They thought it was a newspaper. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, Metropolis and Gotham and. I forget what they had. There's other like Starling City, I think, is one, and Central City. They have all. There's there's Crescent City, I think, is on the West Coast, and there's a city that's in on the Midwest. I forget the name of that, and I think that's where Flash is. Anyway, yeah, it is weird, but it's also kind of uh, magical. It's kind of neat. That, that, you know, uh, the, these fantastical characters are in their own world. Yeah, I I never. Well, as you know, I was never a big DC fan. Um, the only title I ever got into was uh, the new Teen Titans mm-hmm. in the early 80s, um, which had Robin and, I don't know, a bunch of weirdos. But I think... Cyborg. 
Yeah, yeah. He's an awesome character. That was, uh, that had to be influenced by a success of the X-Men, Chris Claremont X-Men. I, yeah, I, th- I would say so, it, but it also had the kind of a let's let's appeal to a younger audience by using young people. Yeah. I guess the X Men have that too. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, D- DC was never really my thing. I I did write down. Sorry, I had to write down this dialogue from the first page. Actually, it wasn't dialogue; it was you know a, a description. But I just it's so overwrought, um, which <laughs> which is typical of. I feel like comics from this period, but th- this, this is a direct quote. Thunder racks the earth and lightning scars the sky and wetness streams from the clouds like tears of mourning. <laughs> mourning with a U. Uh, it is as though nature itself was weeping. And well, it might be for there's death abroad this night. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like tears of mourning. It is as though nature itself were weeping. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's very hard to take anything seriously after after that right on the first page. But as you but, as you said it is it is much darker than this is when comics started getting dark. But the the on that first page is kind of an awesome illustration of the Joker with like a close up of his face with the the rain coming down in, in front of the windshield as he's driving and the page is filled with the ha ha has. It's it's a it's a very neat image. I thought the art was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It, especially for that time. Um uh, that's another thing that the, that happened around that time that they changed they changed the look of Batman a little bit. They made him a little bit more, I don't know, angular, and they made those those what are the his bat ears? They they stand up a little bit further. It's just it's just a kind of a different look to him. And and Batman was uh, even jokier than you think of him as being in this. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, yeah the I think that time in comics history I don't know what age it falls under I don't even know if DC and Marvel like conform to the same idea of golden age and silver age or whatever um, I forget I think this might be the bronze age bronze age where all the books were starting to get more realistic I think it's called the bronze age I forget what they're all called too but there's the the golden age and was the original like Superman Batman when they first came out and then the silver age. I believe is when is Marvel when Marvel came. That's the Silver Age, and then right. this is uh, when even Marvel got, you know, the, the like the Spider-Man we reread where uh, the characters on drugs and you know the, the, this got more realistic, more more of a from the real world. Right. Anyway, and, and the art reflected it too. I feel like this is when comic yeah. book art got a lot better. I in the sixties with Marvel at least. I mean, pretty much everything was drawn by Jack Kirby. It seemed like. So it was kind of like a uh, very monochrome uh that's not the right word monolithic I don't I don't even know but it was very everything looked the same and and uh even the DC stuff from way back I think they used you know different artists and stuff but there was a definite style to it that they started breaking away from here in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That I like. And this this did have good art it and it like I said it kind of had a griminess to it that was emblematic of the time i guess and there's there's one frame or uh, cell or i don't know what it's called what those little boxes are called but the background has a church and it actually looks like a photograph of a church and they just put the drawing in front of it and i thought that was a little weird i don't know if you remember that i do yeah it, it <laughs> stuck out they're called panels by the way panels thanks yeah so so the joker is released goes around killing his old henchman batman tries to stop him 
um, and he fails in all but the with all but the last guy. Um, one of the henchmen was named Bigger Melvin, I think, which I don't get at all, but I don't follow <laughs> that. Well, I assume there must have been a Big Melvin I, at some point. I'm assuming that these were all created just for this this issue, so... But, uh... And then, so, the Joker leads Batman to uh, an abandoned aquarium uh, and throws him in a shark tank and... And throws uh, his the last henchman in the shark tank too. So Who's that, in a wheelchair? Right, right. So extra evil points for that. <laughs> and uh, of course, Batman triumphs in the end. There's an interesting scene earlier in the story where the Joker surprises Batman and hits him with I don't know a gun or something and knocks him out. And he's like, "I can kill him." And he says, "But that wouldn't be beautiful." Or I forget how he puts it, but I don't I don't want to win in a, a, by luck. I want to win by my evil planning, which. It's kind of a mixture of the the jokey Joker and the killing Joker. Yeah. No. Well, and that's that's. What, and I think it fits the character too. It fits the character. Yeah. And uh, they Batman points out a couple times. Uh, well, and the Joker himself points out that he's uh, totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not completely like. He's not the psychotic that he became later. Uh, he kills people and stuff, but he still he still seems to know what he's doing and and have a reason for it yeah but he's I, I guess i think that depends on who i think at this point they they moved him more towards killing all the time but i think it depends on who's writing it whether or not he's psychotic and whether or not he has a reason you know i don't, I don't think that's as much an error as a, a individual writer yeah yeah that could be uh, and i think i do think it's he's better written when he isn't off the edge psychotic i think it is better when he's like this all right. I mean, yeah, I can I can go along with that. It it didn't uh, like this issue didn't make me want to go back and read more no. of the Batman from that period. But I always, I mean, I always feel like, well, I felt like DC was a lot cornier overall um, than Marvel. Yeah. And then, and this issue, even though it is a little bit dark, it did have a lot of corn to it. And I mean, especially the end. There's a jo- there's a joke at the end that Batman makes. It's just goofy. Yeah, Batman's kind of kind of acting the dope, the dopey dude uh, throughout the comic. I yeah. mean, it's weird. It's just not what I was expecting. But uh, I mean, it was it was fine. It's it was a good idea to make the Joker totally evil. Yeah, rather yeah. than just a prankster. Yeah, to move away from what he was in the fifties and sixties. I mean, I don't know if you've ever read the ones from the fifties where the entire issue is about. Uh, the Joker finding punny ways to to commit crimes. I've it's seen just, some, yeah, and his yeah, horrible jokes and yeah, they're 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 not good. And then I mean, then you hit the sixties hitting that TV show. This people like the TV show, I guess, for nostalgia reasons. I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried to watch it in a long time, but it, it's it's. I mean, it's campy and funny, but I don't even like it that much for those reasons. No, I thought it was pretty terrible, and I was into comic books and superheroes as a kid. I mean, it was obviously it was on before. We were born, but, you know, they should right, yeah. reruns forever. Well, when I was really small, when I was like six or seven, I thought that was like an exciting, fun show to watch at lunchtime because they should at 12 o'clock every day. And, uh, and they used to have the cliffhangers like, I can't wait to see what happens. And then I, I might have been eight or nine when I saw it again and thought, wow, this is not what I thought <laughs> thought it was. This is kind of kind of stupid. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, 
the acting but people, is terrible. People are excited. It's coming on DVD, and people are very excited about that. So some people like it. Well, but that's that's we've talked about before. I think that's always the problem with nostalgia. Your fond memories don't don't hold up when you're an adult, or they shouldn't. Yeah. If you if you've actually become an adult, sometimes they do, but oftentimes, yeah, you should. Most of the time, not. Yeah, sometimes they do. I I think I told you the first when I got a DVD player, the first DVD I bought was The Last Dragon, which was uh, a Barry Gordy movie about this black kung fu dude. All right. And the and the bad guy was shown enough, and I was like, oh, this is the best movie ever, and I couldn't I couldn't make it through 20 minutes watching it. <laughs> and that's that's how it should be with Batman. Or, or whatever your thing is, you know. I mean, if you grew up in that era, I feel for you because, aside from the the Twilight Zone, um, I don't. Oh, there's there's some good stuff. Then there's there's Bullwinkle. If you're real little and you watch Bullwinkle, oh. Bullwinkle's good for all ages. Yeah, cartoons for sure. But I I mean like, until All in the Family came came along. Oh, you mean like nighttime TV? Yeah. Yeah, and changed changed the landscape. You're well. We've talked about. Maybe maybe the uh, the Dick Van Dyke show rise above it, but otherwise it was you know the Munsters and the Beverly Hillbillies and wait, there's no maybe Dick Van Dyke show does definitely rises above it. Yeah, but even even that I prefer stuff from later on. Oh, okay, yeah, I I like Dick Van Dyke show enough that, but I haven't watched in a while. Maybe that's nostalgia too. To back in my twenty fives, could be way back in the nineties. Yeah, wait. I was 25 in the 2000s. Don't don't be pushing me too far. No, you weren't. You're you're a lion sack of shit. Oh, you're right. In the 99s, I was partying like it was 1999. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Now everyone knows my social security number, and I'm screwed. They do, especially if you were uh, born in Alaska, because I think they all start with like five seven four or something. I could. Be. So there is a. I w- when I was. In school, everybody had on for some reason they used our student ID had our social security number on it, which was a great idea. That seems people, safe. People used to look at each other's IDs and they used to say, "Oh, you're from Pennsylvania." To me, and I I could never figure out how they do that. So there's a way to figure out location from social security numbers. First three numbers are our location. Yeah. Okay. So what are the first three of yours? Ah, uh. <laughs> that was close. The train saved you. I uh. Yeah, yeah, the well, back to the the Batman thing. <clears throat> I really yeah, I really do think I mean, I think it's the same with people love the original Star Trek too, and I always thought it was stupid and and really corny and badly acted. Um but I I didn't watch I never watched that as a kid, the original Star Trek, but I loved Next Generation. And I still like that. So that's not not everything's nostalgia. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the original Star 60s. Trek was from the 60s and and Shows just weren't very good back then. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a counterpoint, but I can't. Yeah, well, like Zone. I said, Twilight Zone. That's that's about it. Oh, really? Once Keller came, there's I can't think of anything good between before the '70s that was on the '60s. that was in Keller. Yeah, no, maybe I, maybe our listeners can tell us something, but I can't think of anything from the that was in the '60s. I, oh, Bonanza. Speaking of Bonanza, did you know that the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine who plays one of the you know there's that the the partners who are dumb guys. Yeah. One of the guys, the bald guy, is Hoss from Bonanza's son. Wait, are you talking about... I think you're mispronouncing it. The Woody Allen movie, Bananas? Bonanza. With Lauren Green and Michael Landon. Never watched it. 
there's a character on that show named Haas, and he's this big guy, and his son plays the bald guy, and I was shocked to see that. Did uh, Michael Landon have that uh, crazy hair even back then on Bonanza? No, he started off with regular hair, but Bonanza ran for about 20 years, so by the end he had the crazy little house in the prairie hair. The most hippie hair that nobody at any time period of anything he played would have would have had. Even even that uh, Highway to Heaven, people weren't wearing their hair like that by that point. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It was just Michael Landon hair. Yeah, yeah. It, in fact, this issue of uh, Batman, one of the characters has something similar to Michael Landon hair. Yeah, the oh. long haired, the long haired dude that tries to beat up Batman, the mugger, killed by the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was 73. Oh, that reminded me of something else, Michael Landon. I forget. What were you saying about Michael Landon? I don't know. I just talked about his hair. You brought him up. I forget. You told me he was in Bananas. He was Bananas. And that's what killed him, ultimately. And the plane. Oh, right. He was he was in the, the cargo hold of the plane that John Donovan was driving. See, pick your friends wisely. That's, that's what you learn from that. Uh, yeah, I I don't really have a lot to say on this, as I knew I wouldn't. You got anything else on Batman? Just thinking about 1970s comic books, and I, I think this, I mean, I don't want to say one issue is indicative of all of them, but it kind of is, that the fact that every single character is white. Bad guy, good guy, whatever. Oh, it's yeah, kinda, yeah. It's it's Especially when you compare it to something modern, where at least you have some some other other people in there and this is all white men and then there's one nun who's who's not a man but she's still white so it's i don't know i guess the joker is he white you can't tell he has that he's extra white dude yeah (laughs) well i think marvel was a bit different i think they had you know although i don't really know when it started well i know at least they had uh bad guys being black early 70s so i guess that's progress well they they also had you know like power man and iron fist but i don't know exactly when that started it might have been more like mid 70s oh but the avengers had the black panther though he was from africa so yeah maybe dc was a little farther behind the curve on that kind of thing and this is just one issue so i mean they did the dc had cyborg but i don't know when he came out i'm sure there's other characters oh that was early 80s so do you think – I'm not sure. So you think Cyborg was created for New Teen Titans? I think he was. I think okay. they all were except for Robin. Okay, that makes sense that they just came up with the, all these characters and threw Robin in there because, well, he's going to make people buy the book. Right. I, I, that still – they don't call it New Teen Titans. I think they call it the Titans now or Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah, and probably. it still exists. There was a Cartoon Network show based on that, and it was – Yeah, very cartoony. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I, I watched a couple episodes. I do think the DC, it's it's not true now, but for a period from about, oh, I don't know, 93, 94 to two or three years ago, they had the best animation of all the, any any sort of comic book animation. They had the Batman animated series was incredibly good. The Superman animated series, I haven't seen what's supposed to be good. And then the, the Justice League, there's two series. They were really, really good. Well-written, well-drawn, and uh, well-acted. So... Wait, did the Justice League have uh, those two twins, Zork and Zweeb or whatever? No, the, those are characters created uh, for Super Friends series. Oh, okay. They they had a... One Form of, episodes... of an ice dildo. <laughs> they were the worst. Yeah, that show was really good. 
Yeah, I mean, we can't really talk about the 60s uh, TV shows because 70s into early 80s, uh, well, into complete 80s, cartoons, like Saturday morning cartoons, were pretty awful, too. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about how those Saturday morning cartoons used to be made. There was, it was, uh, each episode was was budgeted according to how much they would get from the network. And the the good shows, they would have a higher budget and they would kind of, they would make money on the back end when they sold into syndications. I'm sorry, syndication. The bad shows had the budget you'd expect and they made money right away. And then there was the shows that were financed by the, the toy, the toy and, companies. Uh, yeah. Serial. <laughs> so they had good animation, terrible stories, but they made money on both sides. Ugh. Because the I, network wasn't was paying them as much as like the bad shows, but yeah. So anyway, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, it was a it was a utter wasteland uh, for quite a while there, and I, I don't think there's stuff from back then that I I say to myself I wish was still on nope. cartoon wise. I mean, like, yeah, I, it was bad. There was the stuff. The Pac Man cartoon was was an example of greatness. Yeah, I I mean. Even back then, I watched them, but because I was yeah. a kid. But uh, Looney Tunes was still the best thing that was on, and the, you know those were from the damn forties and fifties. I watched a lot of the old cartoons like Bullwinkle and Looney Tunes and that kind of things, and that's what I really liked. But they would show this other stuff, and other kids would love it, and I couldn't stand like GI Joe. The only thing I liked about GI Joe was the message at the end, so I would just kind of like read a book or play with a toy. While the show was on, but I waited for the message at the end because I I really did enjoy that. The Kids, don't do drugs. Yeah, yeah, and then they say... The, yeah, oh. Joe! No, there was the catchphrase at the end, the knowing is half the battle. I enjoyed that every time. And He-Man, I, I never could sit through an episode of He-Man. No, terrible. That was my the least favorite, because other kids loved it, so we had to, when I'd go to their house, we'd have to play He-Man. I'm like, do you have any Star Wars? Because I don't like He-Man. I didn't like how they were bigger, because I don't know any other... At the time, I didn't know any other toys that were... Do you remember the He-Man toys? Yeah, it was a fucking horrible show, and I, yeah, I remember when it was big. But the but the toys were were like double the size of the Star Wars toys, and I really didn't it didn't appeal to me. I was like, this is not as good. So anyway, I remember uh, when I I mean I wasn't even a, a little kid. I, I had to be junior high. It had to be like seventh grade at least. And uh, me and this dude Jonathan went to the mall, and he like stole a uh, Star Wars figure action figure. <laughs> and uh, from the store and got caught and uh and he wanted me to like come in with him and i was like all right and like i'm sitting there in the security dude's office and the dude's going off on him and jonathan's like going crazy and i finally left i was like dude i have nothing to do with this sorry <laughs> but you're fucked and the, the funny thing was his parents had like gone away for I don't know, the, a week or the weekend or something. But they left him like $300. So the dude had plenty of money to buy the goddamn thing and and decided to shoplift it. Um, that has nothing to do with anything, but we were kind of talking about action figures. Uh, I had another thought about this issue. You're talking about how dark it was. You know, there's a, a panel in it where Batman walks in and there's just a body hanging. Oh, yeah. And he's like, damn, too late. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, there's, there's a really neat thing where the joker punches in one panel and he punches he punches batman from behind and you see his fist go through the into the other panel i like that but he wasn't sticking to just you know he had things that were neil adams the 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 illustrator had things like just carrying over the whole page so i the the art was great 
yeah, I always liked that kind of visual stuff too, uh, as a kid, especially, yeah, stuff that went across panels. Yeah. It's, he, he did a good job with the Joker here. There's, there's a page where he's, he has his, his actually the same page where he has his foot on Batman's chest and his, he's, he's standing up and he's like in a bunch of other panels just above him, like just, uh, just kind of a, like a, a gigantic character. Really neat, really neat drawings. Yeah. I was very impressed with the art for that time. Um, Oh shit! Sorry, this is going back to cartoons again because I just I just thought of it. Uh, there, there's a message board we have been on in the past that we won't name yet again. But uh, the, there was a thing where they were talking about um, what what ruined a TV show or you know when did a TV show jump the shark or whatever. And somebody said like when they added Scrappy Doo to Scooby Doo, and I was just baffled because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You mean you thought Scooby Doo was good before that? <laughs> Apparently, people liked Scooby Doo. I don't get it. Nothing, oh, nothing. Hanna Barbera was ever good. When when I was a kid, I did like Scooby Doo. I loved Scooby Doo, and I also loved Scrappy Doo. So as an adult, I I it was the first time I ever heard anybody complain about Scrappy Doo. So I was I was shocked. I was shocked for other reasons. I was like, people don't like Scrappy. And then you know, I haven't watched this show since I was a kid. It was a very stupid show, but you know, people did like it for the fact that it was skeptical. The ghost never existed. It was always somebody in a mask. Really? You think that's why kids like? I think kids like. No, it that's because... not why kids like. The kids oh. like because kids are stupid. Oh, yeah, stupid. yeah. But uh, adults talked about the show as being, oh, this is a good. But then they had a uh, a new cartoon where the ghosts were real, and people complained about that. Well, it was just the same goddamn episode every week. Every time, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's not true because sometimes they'd have that. Phyllis Stiller would be on it. Oh, she that's was on true. a lot of episodes. Yeah, that was weird. That was very weird. It was like, who who are they advertising to? To eight-year-olds like Phyllis Stiller all of a sudden? Nope. I know. Why not just throw Henny Youngman in there, which yeah. they might have. Yeah, they had a lot of – There is, I think there's like a season where there's a lot of guest stars. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we're done with Batman, huh? Yeah. You want to take a little, a little break and come back? Let's take a little break. <laughs> See you on the other side. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. Okay, and we're back. And Welcome back. We are now doing, yet again, The Private Eye. Because, Issue number three. Yeah, because we're out of touch with modern comic books. This is the only one we know about. Well, not just that, but I really like Brian K. Vaughan, and I, and I think this it's really interesting that he's trying to put a a web only comic out there and it's it's pay what you can and it's 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 a good book too and i want more people to know about it i mean there's other modern stuff we could try to do but i just like doing this because it's it's an interesting idea that way to take my little joke seriously and really over explain your reasoning for this pat no it's a great it's a great thing uh i don't really humiliated 
I don't really know why uh, why it's got to be Brian K. Vaughn, but whatever. Oh, little, little oh, pretentious. Robert Vaughn's very famous son is Brian Vaughn, and he he ran parts of the government for many years, and he also starred in early episodes of Howdy Doody and uh, late episodes of L.A. Law. Oh, so it's one of those Hollywood things where he can't have the same name. Well, he's it's it's not Hollywood; it's the government. Oh, got it, got it. Right. Uh, which we talked about earlier with the social security numbers. They don't want any duplications. Of course not. So, if your name is Patrick Riccardi, uh, you're another one out there. Number one, I, uh, my condolences. And uh, number two, you best think about uh, adding a middle initial to your name because we're already on the air. Well, I'm still like 10th in Google searches because that guy from Hoboken who... who uh... Start a fire or something? No, he stole a lot of money from the government, so oh. I'm 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 low. And the the other guy, the the person, the other person in front of me was a f- pornographer in Chicago who did start a fire. He was a part of the mob. Oh right, so yeah, you you just lack a little ambition. Well, you exactly. have you have an extraneous I in your name because looking at it, it should be pronounced Ricciardi. It's Italian. Yeah. I think if you if the the proper Italian pronunciation is Ricciardi, but I I'm American, so I say Riccardi. Yeah, and also you you're waiting for the day somebody's gonna uh, think you're related to Ricky Ricardo. And well, that day is long past, and I I I gained all the roses I could from that. Oh, that's too bad. Well, maybe you should go back to Ricciardi then. That's a spicy meatball. See, si. so. The Private Eye. We've talked about it before. You want to give a brief uh, synopsis of, of what it's about? Oh, it's a future society where people are uh, wear masks to hide their identity. And in the episodes we've seen so far, the there's a Private Eye character who's been involved in a case. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how to sum it up. Murder ensues. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's plots. There's there's uh, hitmen come around and start shooting, and uh, well, we we have, when we arrived, it was the last issue's cliffhanger. Sorry, spoilers. Was uh, the guys were shooting at them, or they had the guns pointed at them, and we at the PI and and the uh, woman who was coming to see him about a case. Right, and the, this issue starts with what happened after that, and it actually starts in a kind of freaky dream sequence of the private private eyes, so we learn about his upbringing a little bit. Yeah, and oh well, another another point is that at some point in the past in this universe, um, everybody's inf- online information was uh, made right. available, was was made public to everybody. So, in the fl- something called the flood, right? The flood when the cloud exploded or whatever, uh, and uh, and so that's another reason people like wear, wear masks, masks and, and take on different persona. So. Yeah, so this episode opens uh, with the aftermath of that shootout, and uh, it's probably not too surprising to anybody that the uh, that the protagonist survives. Yeah, although he does lose a finger. Yeah, it's pretty early, early on in the series for him to lose a finger. So we'll see what happens with that. I once again love the art, but I've said that before. I also like the uh, I like the cussing. You know, I it was something that was always missing from. Uh, comic books of my youth and maybe they do it now in, in just regular comic books but I like 
I always like when, uh, you know, it's aimed at adults, not so much uh, young adolescents, but even young adolescents like cussing. You know, I don't. Yeah, it's there, mature no... readers now, but I, I definitely think the, the the regular comics do it, but I don't think every comic does it. But the, what you call it, that little thing that uh, comics used to have, the Comic Sport Authority, doesn't exist anymore. Oh, nice. So they're able to get away with more. Now I don't know what happened if they just all unilaterally agreed we're not going to do it or if it's just... Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, which they should do with the MPAA as well, is my feeling, but I guess that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I think the theaters, the theater owners are too invo- uh, invested in well, that because there's too many people who complain. People really don't care about comic books, honestly. Not enough people read them for anyone to care. No. Although, I, I have to say, like, I was... I've been talking about, like starting a business and if i was going to start my own business i think comic book store is a pretty good business like i would like to do bookstore but i just don't think that's a viable brick and mortar thing to to start these days yeah you so you think a comic book store is i i guess it might be i don't know a lot of a lot of it's going digital but a lot of people like to buy comic books i think in most areas it's kind of saturated there's plenty of comic book stores but i would love to open a comic book store. yeah it's not super saturated around here strangely enough um, with all the geeks, you know, yeah, in, in the surprising. Bay Area, um, but Oakland definitely no. Um, I mean, there there are some, but not not out in my area so much. It seems like if you have a comic book store, you also have to have board games and kind of other nerd. Yeah, and nerd there stuff. is there is one of those. It's a it's a game store that sells some comics, you know. Yeah, but, I think. I I don't think that's as good. I think a comic book store that sells some games is better than a game store that sells comics. Oh yeah, cater to the cater to the nerds. I mean, cater to the the fans, you know, the of of the specific uh, media. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know I've got a Kindle and I I definitely like uh, having books on my Kindle. Comic books I don't enjoy as much reading on a screen. I I don't enjoy it on the computer. I I think I would enjoy it on. I don't have one, but if I had an iPad. I think I would enjoy it on that more than I do on a computer. Yeah, I still but still I think the 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 best is is in your hands. Yeah, I think so for comic books. Is it, I mean, it's the same like you're not going to buy an art book for your Kindle. You know, you want an actual art book. Yeah, um, but that's just because you're showing off how you like art. Yeah, it well it is. Yeah, you're trying to get laid. Well, but yeah, most women love love Garfunkel. The uh, the private eye. So, this was a really fast issue. I was it, I was kind of surprised that it ended. It seemed I don't, shorter than I, well, it just went by really fast, like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, and I think some of that is because they kind of went back and forth with with the time storylines and yeah, and the story in the storyline. But it was really good. I don't. Uh, yeah, I liked it, but it just it just went by so fast. It almost it almost felt like there's nothing to talk about because it it. We didn't move along that much. We moved along just a little bit in this issue. Yeah, and and there's obviously some some evil dude who uh, is working on some kind of weird conspiracy thing, and he's and they're after this dude. Uh, we don't really know what it's all about yet. So yeah, it's it's almost like a it's like a um, a little breather issue. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we got some information, but not much. The evil dude has the. Is he the tiger or a lion? Tiger, or yeah. Tiger and oh, I just I was just paging through the the issue, and it, it looks like in this future world, blockbuster video still exists. Oh, that's a misstep. Well, maybe it comes back. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a funny. I mean, you know the 
they're putting things in pur- on purpose. It's funny for to put that in. Well, if what, people aren't really using the internet anymore, yeah, because they don't trust it. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It leaked all their information. Then yeah, it would make sense that that Blockbuster would come back. Um, you, you talk about the the liking the art. Not only the art, but the design is really cool. The design of a lot of different, like the 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 hitmen's masks are really cool. They're really interesting. They're different. I don't know what they're supposed to be. Are they like scuba masks? Or, uh, they're, they're like really... steampunk scuba masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really neat. Yeah, no, it's really, it, it's definitely worth checking out. And, you know, you can check it out for free if you so choose. And uh, I've talked about this before, but they, they drop a lot of, in the art, a lot of references to like this time as Maltese Falcon, but also as a little kid, the Private Eye is reading Encyclopedia Brown, which kind of fits with his his like current time fiction choices. So that was a neat choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very smartly done. And you said this guy wrote on Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's good at interweaving stuff. Hopefully, as I said before, I think he he has a real ending for this. Well, but- he. He he's written other things that have good endings, like Why the Last Man is is incredible graphic novel collection or you know comic book collection. Where he, I like his ending for it. Have we, have we talked about that already? Yeah, we did. Okay, and I told you the story what that is. Yeah, you did, and I still have to check it out. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's making this up as he goes along either. It seems like he's got a clear idea of where everything's going. So his, his comic book work is definitely better than his television work. I don't think I've seen his lost episodes, but he had a show. He re, he was a showrunner for this summer's under the dome, which was based on Stephen King's book. Oh yeah. I watched part of an episode and it was, and I, I liked this show. It was kind of terrible, but it, but it was kind of terrible. It was kind of like, I know this is bad, but I'm enjoying aspects of it. But that's what I'm saying. His, his comic book writing is a lot, I mean, he doesn't write every episode, but he kind of had the general pl- outline of the plot, you know, for the whole season. That's what I believe the showrunner does. It's part of his job. And I don't, I didn't think it was great. But, I mean, he's working with source material that's not, oh, it's better than what they did. But it was still a fun show. Anyways, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. It it seemed, uh, it seemed, I don't know, whatever. It seemed really melodramatic. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, this, I mean, he's definitely, this this format and the way he's choosing to do it online and stuff gives him much more freedom than he would have under the constraints of a network show based on the most popular author around right now, who I'm sure has some say in how his shit is delivered. So, and uh, talking about everybody in Batman was white. Not everybody in this is white. So it's definitely a different, the main character is not white. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. And, uh, the, it really is a. I'm just thinking about the the story. We learn a little bit about what's going to happen, but you know, it, you're about five minutes ahead of what happened in the last episode, last issue. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those more backwards looking than forwards looking at, but kind of like Lost sometimes did. Yeah, and it's got the, as we said, it's got. Well, you brought up the Maltese Falcon. It's got a noirish feel to it, which I'm I always approve of. And it also has a neat future. And aside from the whole information thing there the way tv works is kind of fun where you talk to the tv and try to get information and i, I like that scene where he's trying to talk to the tv just talking and she's like have you never used a t- television before it's just really funny yeah yeah no he's got a good he's got a good overall uh idea of what this future is like yeah it's, yeah it's 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 shown pretty well that and it's i 
at no point have have they broken away from what they said in the beginning. It's it's not like I'm I'm reading the book and seeing something like oh this doesn't fit with what they said before. Right. You know what I mean? Their universe has been consistent. Yes, very consistent universe. Um, and but I I do also like the I mean that's one of the that's kind of the appeal of comics anyway I think is that they're serialized and that um they just give you little pieces at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean except for like the Batman where it's all very self-contained. Um but you know it's it's a different it's a totally different landscape now. Um Yeah, I think I think it is I I I think sometimes for the worse. Like I think sometimes you can write like that Batman's an excellent story that fits in one issue, I think. But I think sometimes the companies and this is private eye is not part of that, but sometimes the companies insist on the writer to the writers that they want a ongoing story to force people to keep buying books. Right. And sometimes that's not necessary. So it's like a little bit it depends on who's writing and whether or not it's a good idea or not. Yes, no, totally. And uh I mean I you know, it this has its roots going way back, I guess. I mean well, back to serialized, you know, uh, literature back in the 1800s, when they would they would print things in in sections like Dickens even and stuff. And yeah, uh, and uh, oh, who and then did like uh... the Flash Gordon movies, you know, back mm-hmm. in the, all those like, which is what Indiana Jones was based on too. Those those old serials. Um, well, yeah, I like it. I mean, I like the format. I like the cliffhangers. They do it with some TV shows as well now. But yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes in good ways. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Lost was good right up to the last season, so it was definitely one of those. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I'm in, I'm glad there are two more issues out now because this is as far as I've read. It's oh, okay, the third yeah, this... one. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Has he said how many there are going to be? Not that I know of. Okay. So yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to see where the story goes, and and this would make a good mini series on like HBO or something. Yeah, yeah, it really would. It would not. I don't think it would be a good movie. It would be kind of a terrible movie, but it would be good. It'd have to but cram too much into the movie, and and it wouldn't. Yeah, it's great, but it's also great what it is too. No, it is. It is, but it is very cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Just the the style of the story and everything. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. It really did go by quick, and as you said, there wasn't a lot of plot advancement. So no, there's kinda... I, there's some funny bits to talk about, like when they they paid hundred two hundred dollars to use the bus, right? All the all the creatures on the bus, because I think I'm still I'm still in awe of the the world where everybody's wearing a costume. It's kind of fun. Yeah, so it's even, really cool. every time they show it, it's it's neat. So the bus is filled with people who are wearing these costumes to remain anonymous, and it's just all kinds of crazy stuff. People being animals, or you know, it's not it's not necessarily uh, just a, a straight on costume. Sometimes it's really weird stuff. So it's it's fun what they've put together. Yeah, and uh, and as you said, we do get a little background on this guy, and in this issue, kind of maybe what made him want to become a private investigator. Oh, right. His mother, his mother getting run over. Yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting too, because you kind of, it looked like it was before the flood. Yeah. Yeah. Because he kind of sees it in a, in a morphine dream. He remembers it. And she said, if only there were cameras everywhere when this happened or something. Right. Right. Yeah. 
and then these uh but she's wearing a costume to go somewhere where where it's a secret it's just yeah it's really a kind of it's kind of a weird scene but really interesting too and it it's you know it's a bit of a dystopian future as we talked about everything set in the future seems to be dystopian but not that extreme i mean it's more realistic just in that uh there there's surveillance everywhere and uh which is which is what a lot of people see coming you know even as far back as uh orwell right stuff um but it's already come to pass in a lot of ways um all this all this surveillance shit um but it's not necessarily like everybody's not living uh like in in bomb shelters and shit like the city still exists and it's not it's not all crumbling and architecture and shit yeah, it's it's a weird existence, but people are coping with the costumes and everything. That, so it's it seems like the people aren't, you know, it's not a dystopian not, uh, story where people are suffering and don't know it. It just seems like people know things are fucked up, but they're okay with it, and they right. don't have to cope with it without being, you know, suffering through everything and not realizing it. It's like there's no there's nobody who could show come and like knock down on the cameras and free the people. There's no freeing the people. They're they're where they're going to be, but it's not they're not totally suffering every, every minute. Right. It's not, it's more a logical extension of, you know, of the fucking Patriot act and shit. You know, if you, if you let that kind of shit go unchecked. Yeah. Where people would, you know, people would do you, you know, you talk to people now who are, who are younger, who are in their, their twenties or whatever. And they have no problem putting all their information online and shit for people. They don't, they don't see, that as weird or as like any kind of invasion of privacy or they're not worried about the government having access to their shit, you know? Right. Right. Which is much that's, different than how, how I grew up. Because that's the way it is. Yeah, because, there. yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I do. I like that about it too. It's a lot more, it seems like a more realistic future than like say Blade Runner or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's where everything's just total shit. And people, the thing with that is everything's total shit and people don't notice. Right, right. Or don't care or whatever, but it's not total shit. Like, you could live, this world they've created, you could live a comfortable life and just, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it's still recognizably America. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I really, uh, I really once again heartily endorse this comic. And, and, you know. It is. You can get it for free, like like we said. If you if you want, it's, it's a pay what you want system, uh, which is really cool. So why not check out an issue, even if you don't like comic books? It's a good story, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most people would en- most uh, good-hearted people would enjoy this. Yeah, it's not it's not like corny superhero shit. If you know if that turns you off, I mean, I'm not saying that's bad, but I know that that turns a lot of people off to comic books. Um, and if you want. If you want a good comic book with a superhero, read, read Batman 251. It's a good one. Yeah. I know you didn't like it as much. 1973. But 19, yeah, it, it definitely is a period. It, you can feel the period reading all the way through it, but it's it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. No, check it out. Um, and that, I, don't, I don't have much more, to, or no, I don't have anything more to say about either book. I don't know about it. I don't you. either. Check out The Private Eye. Um. Speaking of uh, of comic book stuff, I I the only all right the only show I'm gonna do my recommendation early now, um, and it's gonna be Sleepy Hollow, which I kind of mentioned on the on the Facebook page. Um, it's coming up on its uh, on its season finale already, which seems really early. 
Yeah, I I think maybe they well they have the following, which is yeah, I don't know why a popular show. It's kind yeah. of a terrible show, but that's coming. I and that, that's going to be in its time slot, and I guess they just figure this is going to be a half season show. It's a wonderful show. Yeah, I think they probably didn't. Uh, well, you know, when we did our our uh, fall preview, it sounded really stupid and and we kind of slagged it off but it yeah uh we were wrong it's it's actually probably the best new drama on network uh this season as far as i'm concerned it's really fun it's campy uh but not too campy it's just got like got just the right mix of humor Mm -hmm. and i agree uh, and they do they do the 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 out of time jokes but they don't do it too much so once in a while you'll you'll see like a Thomas Jefferson joke or, you know, something that, that Ichabod Crane notices that's different in the modern world, but it's not constant. And that makes it a lot better. But cause you, you want that, that sort of humor in there because he's, he's there from the past, but you also don't want it to be there every minute. You don't want it, them using it as a crutch. Right. Right. Yeah. And they don't, yeah, no, it's good. And it's, it's got an overarching storyline as I guess pretty much every drama does now, but it also has like, uh, self-contained episodes, uh, you know, where they, they do uh, a one-episode mystery in mm-hmm. the context of the larger story, which is which is cool. As long as it's got a larger story going on, I can I can stay involved. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. But I was going to say, so that's my recommendation, but in opposition to that, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I watch every week, but I don't think it's a great show. I think it's... I think it's getting better. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's, well, I think it started mediocre, and I think it's 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 moving up to good. It's not great for sure, but it's moving up, and I I enjoy it every week. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I can say I enjoy it every week. I do. I think you're right that it's getting better. I think it's got a ways to go before it's it's must watch TV. As I said, I watch it, but it's just because it's something that's on and it's not horrible, you know. I I I'm trusting that they're building pieces to make make things better. As, I, as the season goes on, I might be wrong, but they have set things up pretty well. They, but they have definitely not come out of the the gates at full speed. No. But I'm just hoping that, that they put these pieces together because they had no spoilers, but they had two mysteries to start the show, and they kind of they didn't solve the mysteries, but they 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 didn't hold too much back, which I always hate about when shows have a mystery and they don't tell you enough. They they told a lot, and I think they're setting things up to be better. So I'm, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping, because there were some characters that I thought were like one episode, you know, just the the character of the week, and mm-hmm. uh, and they've come back to the story. So I, I'm hoping you're right that they've got like some idea of uh, overall story for this. But, but so I, far, it's just been okay for me. I think the past couple episodes have gotten up to good because they've found, they've made it, They've done a better job of incorporating Sky into the group. Before that, it just didn't make her any sense for her to be there. Now it's starting to make more sense, I think. And the episode, I'm, I'm sure you saw it with Rob Hubel. I thought that was really funny. Yep. Rob Hubel's great. Um, so that was fun. That do I recommend him too. Oh yeah. I don't <laughs> I know what the hell out of him. He's just fun. something about him makes me laugh. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even have to be saying anything funny, and he makes me laugh. Oh, he has that smirk. He's kind of one note. He can only play that the arrogant douchebag really well. I haven't seen him play anything else and do a good job at it, but he does it so well, it doesn't matter. He's really funny. Did you hear his... Uh, he had a podcast um, a while back um, that Scott Ackerman wrote, I guess, and it was a, like some old 
like in the form of an old radio show about a private, oh, the private eye. eye. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard the whole thing, but I heard a lot of it. It's really funny. Yeah. It, that, that was great. I wish he'd, he'd come back for that. Yeah. I love Rob Hubel. Um, and I was happy to see him in such a, a big show. Like you see him in a lot of small stuff and he kind of had a, a not a big role, but a big role of, of, of a noticeable role in a, a, a kind of a popular, not yeah, popular show. No, oh, I, I think it's definitely a popular show. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm always happy when that happens. Um, you know, I wish like Tom Lennon wasn't on Sean saves the world. I wish he could oh, find a better show to be on, but so last night, I watched Parks and Rec, and for some reason, I don't know if it was on the same channel or, or what, but I got to watch the beginning of Sean Saves the World before I turned the TV off, and I really should have just turned the TV off. It's, it hasn't gotten better. It hasn't gotten better at all. Nope. I, uh, I have yet to watch another episode of Dads, but uh, but for, from every, I haven't heard anybody say anything good about it. I just I don't understand. I don't understand how it's on the air, how it didn't get canceled. But Sean Saves the World is better than that, at least. I guess you could say that for it. Are you there? Sorry, man. I don't know what happened yet. Just cut out. Uh, the Your sound cut out completely. But, uh, yeah, Dads. I don't I don't know if you've seen another episode of that yet or not. No, I can't. there's no reason to. It's It, has to, it can't go on another season. I, I wonder if maybe Fox agreed to pay for a, a whole season and they're just burning them off. I don't know. I... I that's the only thing that makes sense because nobody likes it. I can't. I don't think it gets good ratings, so nobody's a winner. Yeah, no, we're all losers. Um, not as big a losers as the writers on this show. But I have a recommendation. I, yeah. I was I was just going through the HBO the other day, and there's a movie from 2007 called Nancy Drew, and it's wonderful. Everyone should see it. It's it's based, of course, on the old books. And they they put her, put her in modern times, but they didn't too much do too too much with that. They didn't make a big deal out of being in modern times. It was see they kind of make it that she's still old fashioned, wearing old clothes, and they make a little joke of it. But other than that, they don't mention it, which I'm glad because that would have got really annoying. But it's a a well written, fun movie. I think is underrated. And uh, Julia Roberts' niece plays Nancy Drew, and she does a really good job. And. Uh... Is is that her is that her stage name Julia Roberts niece? I don't know her name. I think it's Emma Roberts. So oh. yes. Wait, it was was it a movie or a TV movie? A movie. I th- it was a movie oh. in the theaters and it just kind of flopped. And it's it's good. It has it's it's clever in its own way and it's really neat neatly filmed. Anyway, it, it was a lot better than I think it gets credit for. So if you haven't seen it, you should. It's kind of it's definitely not for everybody. You have to be okay with watching a teen movie it's it's a teen movie but it's it's still good like porkies <laughs> exactly well, like porkies i uh they were solving never, a mystery too i never read the nancy drew novel so i don't know how close it is to them but i used to, i was obsessed with hardy boys when i was a kid so it's similar to that oh yeah well i when i burned through the hardy boys i started reading the nancy drews i i would like to reread some of those now because i bet the i bet the mysteries are like fairly obvious to an adult who's seen like procedurals his whole life oh maybe i don't know though i i think they they made it pretty tricky but you're probably right um yeah did you used to watch the hardy boys nancy drew mystery i don't think so i i think i didn't like 
the idea of it. I, I remember it being on and not wanting to watch it because they didn't look right. Long hair. And John Cassidy, just, dude. This doesn't look like the cover of my book because I had books that were from used bookstores. So they're original copies. They, I think they had all the racist stuff in there and everything. So, yeah, they didn't look right to me. So I never watched it. Well, I the, never. The for, TV until, show was pretty racist, too. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I really never associated it with Hardy Boys, even though it had the name. But I I didn't associate it with it because they didn't look like the, the cover of the book. And I was just, you know, when that was the one, I was like seven or eight. Well, plus, they were like 25 years old. Yeah, that's the show. <laughs> yeah. This, the, the world of those, those Hardy Boy books was kind of a, a, a pleasant one living in this small town and but pleasant but there's it's crime ridden <laughs> extremely crime ridden for <laughs> for such a bucolic uh setting. oh and, and speaking of reading i think at some point in the 80s they redid the book so that a lot of the terminology was new not only did they take the racist stuff out but they but i didn't have those so i i, I was always wondering what a jalopy was i thought it was a special kind of car well it, it kind of is is it i, I don't Man, I haven't heard that term forever. <laughs> well, Chet had one. Good old Chet. The was there a lot of racism in the book? See, I, man, I don't even remember that. I mean, I was reading them in the seventies. They looked old. I don't. I mean, it seems. Like I don't know if there was. I just assumed there was when they they said at some point in the eighties that they had redone the books. I just assumed that's why they redid them. Yeah, I mean, th- there was a. I don't even know when they were originally written. Oh, it's fifties uh, and forties. There's one guy. Oh, was it? And did he? No, do... no. One guy. One guy came up with the company, and he had this idea, and he had like this team of writers who were doing Nancy Drew, Bobsy Twins, and Hardy Boys. Right. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And it was all under Frank W. Dixon was Hardy Boys, and then there's another name for Nancy Drew, but I forget the guy's name. But he just. I don't know even know how he came up with the idea, but it was just like a he was a he, he trained literally he he credited Henry Ford for his success assembly line method assembly line yeah and then he totally screwed the writers probably but there there I was at a museum or actually the New York Public Library had a exhibit on kids books and included it was a a, a little write up of this guy and they a schedule for a month's or you know, a six months worth of work and what everyone was working on and just had the titles on one side. And then there's just, it was like, it was like a, uh, a spreadsheet. And then in the, what time, what month, uh, first edition, I mean, that first draft and when everything was doing, how much the writers were going to be paid. It was just, he had it all down to the cent. Well, yeah, he, I mean, I'm sure he made a fortune off of them. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's like a million of each thing, and yeah, I'm sure he made a lot of money. And they've been selling forever. I don't know what the modern day. I mean, I guess Encyclopedia Brown is a more modern day equivalent. But yeah, I wonder. I wonder but even what that is, is that's old as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if there's a. I, kids might still read Hardy Boys. I don't know. I know. Do I mean? Do they still read like Beverly Cleary and stuff? I, you know what? I don't think kids read. They just play stuff on their iPad. Yeah, it's damn generation. And they. Uh, Snapchat uh, sex with each other at the age of six. If my watching of broadcast news uh, items is is accurate. Yeah, yeah, and and they'll you know try to hit on their teachers for better grades and stuff. Yeah, well, it's a new world. It's not our world anymore, Pat. Whose world is it? It's the world of six-year-old sexters. Oh, they are the boss. Well, I do believe the children are the future. 
And, That's strange, uh, man. That this future is going to be full of uh, unwanted pregnancies. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess it was. It's been kind of short, but it hasn't actually been too short of an episode. You got anything else? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, Next. I've been I've been laid out for uh, three weeks with my back problems, just at home lying around, and uh, it it's it gets depressing. Well, as you know, you've you know you've dealt with lying around, I think. Yeah, but mine's more laziness issue, so it's it's a different issue. Well, I mean, you know, it it's always. It always seems like it's going to be a fun, lazy time for the first three days or so, you know? And you watch some movies and TV, and you're like, this is cool. I'm not at work. But then but then uh, it gets pretty sad yeah. after after two weeks, going into three uh, weeks. I, I imagine uh, Viv doesn't want to come home because you're just begging her to talk to you when she comes home. Well, she, <laughs> you need human contact. To be fair, she never really wants to come home. Well, that's true. We got a mortgage. What she, what can she do? <laughs> and she likes the dog. Yeah, we. She does like a dog. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's rough, man. I feel for people on disability and stuff because it's no, uh, it's no picnic. And I, oh my god, I have. Did I already talk about this? That uh, you know, you're stuck home during the day and like there's just daytime TV and you end up like watching The View or something. Oh, God. Did I talk about these horrible women on The View? I, I They're just... I might no. have already done it. I mean... No, you haven't talked about it, but before you talk about it, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Do the batteries in your remote control not work? How can you leave that show on? Trust me, I I only get through about five, maybe ten minutes uh, of it before... You know, if I'm, like, doing something on the computer and it comes on before I realize, oh, it's, the, it's these fucking people... Yeah. Uh, but they, they're not only possibly the dumbest people on TV, which is saying something, because um, I'm including Fox News in that, but they're kind of terrible people. They're, I, I don't know. They I keep hearing them like talking shit about Justin Bieber. I don't know. He threw eggs at his neighbor's house or whatever. Like He should be deported. Well, why the fuck do you care? You're a grown professional woman, allegedly. Oh, God. I, I don't... I can't stand them. Like... They're really terrible people, and they're they're extremely dumb. Well, they have Miss Anti-Vax herself, Jenny McCarthy, on the show now. Oh, yeah, she's on. It's what I, I used to have a doctor's appointment every day at 10 a.m. Right? Yeah, right in the middle of that show, and for some reason, that's what they showed at that doctor's office in the waiting room. And I would try to read, and usually I was successful, but sometimes I would say something that was so funny that they were all laughing, but it couldn't have been that funny because they laughed all the time. It's and not. No, it never just, is. It's a terrible show, and they are kind of evil people because their their ways of solving problems are usually evil. They are no, they really are. They're bad people. I don't. You should watch the show if you haven't seen it because you'll you'll come away with the same impression after after one viewing, I think. And I know I was talking to Viv. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I thought. Barbara Walters was like a respected journalist, but I did too. I don't think she ever really was. I think all she ever did was like those celebrity interviews and, and then like she was on 2020, which was kind of a joke news show too, right? Yeah, I guess. And I guess her big deal was getting, getting people to cry. But if you're getting celebrities to cry, it's not that, it's not that special. Oh my God. Well, how about Crying all the time? Just how about people? I, this, this is really bothering me. It's 60 minutes is no longer a news show anymore. 
It's just we're going to put on whatever people ask us to put on, and we're not going to investigate. It's a piece yeah, of shit they, show now. It used to be a good show. They're showing Amazon's future drone things, and they're having puff pieces every week. It used to be the show to watch with real investigative journalism, and now it's just they had recently they had the whole Benghazi uh, thing. Yeah, the Benghazi thing. The yeah, it's it's just crap. No, it's terrible. I mean, it's I think all news has kind of edged more towards entertainment when when i was i i don't know i, I think 18 my mom moved to uh southern california like la area uh ventura and i remember going down there and uh watching the news and it was very entertainment industry centric and i thought oh god this is fucking bizarre but i i think it's all gone that way now and but i mean 60 minutes was the one place you could count on to do a good job like they the whole uh what was the name of that movie about the smoking industry where they, they ran into that? And it was always a, a joke about, um, I think Saturday Night Live had a few skits about it where you had a reporter from 60 Minutes going to a CEO. The CEO is doing everything he can to get away from him because he's going to you know, shine light on things that they don't want light shined on. But now it's just it's just puff pieces every week, and it's 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 depressing. It really is. I mean, that, it used to be the firewall between 60 Minutes and the regular news because 60 Minutes did such a good job. Now they should take that firewall down and just let them work together because it's shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's really depressing. I mean, it is kind of sad that Twitter has better, more accurate information than 60 minutes now. <laughs> I mean, uh, you never, I guess, you know, occasionally they would do not retractions, but corrections and stuff on, on 60 minutes on a story, but you always had the sense that, you know, they, they vetted their sources and everything. Yeah, but now it's yeah. You don't feel that way now. You just it just feels like whatever their their main source is, they're just going to report it without any questioning. That's just going to be the story. It's it's yeah, it's sad. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there was a time in our lifetime, and you know, I had a vague idea that that newsmen were respected. You know, Walter Cronkite and uh, well, I mean, shit, even Dan Rather was kind of a big deal when it came out that he, you know basically didn't check his sources and made yeah. up and and you know reported a made up story but uh yeah it's just not that way anymore it's it is really sad i don't know i don't know what yeah, can I'd, be done about it i don't i the the news guys now i don't even know any of them except for nbc and i only know him because he was on 30 rock it's uh i don't oh, who yeah, are brian the, uh brian williams yeah brian williams who are the other guys i don't even know who the yeah, I, I mean, don't Kitty know. Kitty Cork was there for a while, and the ratings weren't good enough, so she had to go. Well, I know. Well, that's the thing. Who watches network news anymore? It's... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the problem. They want people to watch. Yeah. Instead of just reporting on the news. Yeah, it's sad. Well, this is what happens when uh, six-year-old sexters grow up to be anchor people, I guess. And, you know, it was it was uh, forecasted in broadcast news somewhat. <laughs> It was a good run, America. We're done. Yep. Uh, shut off the lights and close the door on your way out, America. Yeah. Well, that that was kind of a bummer note to end things on. Oh, I uh, I don't know what I don't know. Oh, our shuffle next off the buffalo. Our, our next episode is the News Radio versus the Office with a special guest star. Yes, a very special guest star, a friend of ours. Uh, Longtime friend who I've actually never met in person. Have you? No, I've never met her in person. Yeah. So but that's the world we're living in. 
six-year-old sixters and never meeting people in person. Yeah, I, when you put it that way, it actually sounds kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's the best world ever. Internet friends. You never have to help them move. It's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you say what it was? You did. Yes. The office versus news radio. Yeah. Or news radio versus the office. So that'll be fun. And uh, uh, the week after that, we don't know, but pretty soon we'll be doing Ocean's Eleven versus Ocean's Eleven, which is also exciting. Pretty soon we'll also be doing uh, the Twilight Zone versus the X-Files with yes. a yes. fan of ours. Just got to get that. Uh, That's exciting. She has yeah, got to get that scheduled. Get her. Get, let us know when it's when it's good. That'll be a very good episode. Of two great shows, and it'll be fun to talk about them. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I, I guess we're I guess we're good. This was a yeah. good. This was fun. If you'd like to guest star on a future episode, or if you have something you'd like us to talk about, send us an email, popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com, or send us a message on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Give us high ratings on our iTunes. Yeah, and well, you know, even beyond all that, I just say uh, tell your friends to listen. That too. Yeah. We never say it. we don't do any promotion other than on this podcast, so which is kind of uh, self defeating, but yes. we, we really can't be bothered. I usually write uh, com on a piece of paper and I throw it in the sewer. And I'm hoping someone finds it. Oh, we're gonna get a lot of a lot of uh, alligators and uh, probably Mongolian why did I say Mongolian? <laughs> Let's uh, move on. Uh, well, no, I was gonna say the pirates, but God damn it! What is the what is the fucked up country in Africa? Somalian, Somalian pirates. There you go. Wow. But if you would and like to send us Mongolian beef, people. please do. I was going to say a lot of Mon- Mongolian barbecue people like our show. Let's hope. I, we we do need to start getting some uh, some gifts. From, yeah, we're not one gift people. yet. No, hint, no. Hint. Uh, Amazon cards. We already have our email address. What more do you want? Yeah, do we, do we need to send you the wish list? You don't need a wish list. Send us a card. That's true. Jesus Christ. We provide this entertainment free you're of charge. Already, you already know my social security number. You can just add it directly to my account. All right. Well, thanks for listening, those of you who do. And uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah.